Podcast with Aaron Howe. I throw balls far. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Friday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports. Right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's a financial Friday. Our man Scott Garrison is in the house to uh, grace us with his presence. I can't. I cannot wait for the conversation today because it's something that we have kind of breached the subject of in the past, uh, and now uh, we really kind of get to talk about it and, and lay it out and, and decide is it good, is it bad, and maybe even get to uh, talk a little trash on the WNBA while we're here. So this is going to be a lot of fun today, Jared. Don't worry about it. The just, WNBA, that came just, out of nowhere. Just sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Wow. We're going to talk college football at the end, uh, the conference championship game weekend, NFL that we didn't get to yesterday, uh, and, of course, uh, high school hoops, the 3A title game. Did you see that last night? I saw it, I saw it played. I saw the final score. I saw that – I checked it one time, and Heritage Hall was up by, like, three scores, I think. So I thought, okay, well, that's over. Well, and I didn't want to pay the eight ninety nine to the monopoly that is – anyways, go ahead. I got to yeah, listen. I saw the final. I got to listen to the last quarter with our man Squicky. Oh, yeah. He was on the call for uh, the, the, the uh, radio station up there. Awesome. We got to listen to that. Fireworks galore. We'll talk about that. But first, it is Financial Friday. It is Scott Garrison. And he's got this uh, – you know what? I'm, I'm so glad Christian Pulisic gave up any chance of having a child for the country <laughs> because <laughs> – that means Scott is in a good mood I'm on in this a Friday. Great mood, man. We're playing. We're playing. Although I, I complain all the time about 11 a.m. kickoffs for OU. <laughs> how about a 9 a.m.? Is how that what about it is? 9 a.m. I mean, how am I going to make it through that? You'll make it. <sighs> I'll just, make just, it. Just don't go to sleep tonight. I guess mimosas instead of beer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. I mean, it's it's five o'clock somewhere, Scott. <laughs> there's only there's only one or two times a year that I can. Talk myself into making beer sound good at 8 a.m. Oil and gas. and That's true. <laughs> that's about it. But that's because it's already 200 degrees. <laughs> yeah, also. Well, you need a little cool off. <laughs> so what's uh, what's up? So so what, what do we want to cover first? Do we want to do we want to cover? Let's talk the about game tomorrow. Or do we want to cover? I want to cover the game. Tomorrow. I, I, I'm okay. hearing a rumor about that game. What's that? That the Dutch, the flu is uh, going through the locker room there. I would hate that. That would be terrible. Yeah. See, the sarcasm in your voice. You're a lot like me. I'm not one of these guys that's going to stand up on his high horse and go, I want to beat that team full strength. No. Heck no. Uh, no. Give me the worst team no. they got. No. If they got to trot some 15-year-olds on from their junior team, that'll be just fine with me. No, that's – that's boy, that's awful. No, but we'll see. Just uh, a rumor. They – they uh, so, so the U.S. actually beat the Netherlands the last time they played which was last year in a friendly. Um, but the five previous times to that, the Netherlands beat us. Is Dennis Bergkamp still on their team? I think he played in the. I think he played on their team when the World Cup was here in '94. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think so. Um, they do have. They, they got. They got a lot of length on us. Average height on the team six two. 
Ooh. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're a lot bigger dudes. So uh, we're gonna. They like to play control. You're not gonna. It won't be if if you're tuning in thinking I'm ready to see some action. You're not gonna see no, it. Tomorrow. It's gonna be one of those boring games. The the ball is gonna be passed between defenders and midfielders eight million times. Oh. But the other side of that is that the United States, our chance to score is is on counters. So we'll see. We'll see. Is this game destined for a shootout? I everything that I've seen, one nil, two one, that's what everybody's saying. Yeah, it's it's of course so far that's been pretty much the entire World Cup. Not even just the the US games. The entire World Cup's been pretty low scoring. So Yesterday was wild. I didn't get to watch much yesterday. So, <clears throat> it was going as planned, I would say, that Spain was ahead one one nothing, and Germany was ahead one nothing, And then all of a sudden, Japan was up 2-1, and Costa Rica was up 2-1. And I thought, I don't, you know, I, I wasn't watching, I just saw the scores. And you know how they, they had that cool little graphic when, when the U.S. was playing about, like, the live table and how it was going at the, that moment yeah. with the – I didn't ever look at that. But in my mind, I'm thinking, holy cow, is there a chance that Germany and Spain are that both about insane. to get knocked out of this deal? Turned out uh, Germany came back and won 4-2, but I think they lo- they're out. Yeah, they're out. Are they out? I saw the Them alert. and Costa Rica yeah. are both out. So, as the <clears> – Which that was the, the – you talked about the uh, – uh, Gosh dang the 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 drawing of death. Oh the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, that was it. Right, no that doubt. was the one. So, so as as one of those arrogant <laughs> Americans that everybody likes to hate, <laughs> guess what? North America, the only team still alive is the U.S. of A. Uh, Canada, see ya. Did you see the dude from Mexico? Well, I mean, we knew Canada wasn't going to Mexico win gone. I mean, all they want to do is silently protest. That's about right. I mean, did come you, on. Did you see the Mexican fan? Did you see the, the attacking his TV with a knife after they got beat? Just disintegrating his TV with a knife. Did you wow. see the deal about? That's a good way to get electrocuted. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I think. Bad choice. <laughs> did you see the uh, controversy with Messi in in Mexico? No. Oh man. So Messi exchanges jerseys after the game comes in and he's getting changed that's all he's doing he's just getting changed well the argentinian team is celebrating and going nuts and messi accidentally as he's sitting down he slips and the mexico jersey is on the floor oh no and so he kicks the like mexican he was stomping jer- it or like he, yeah <laughs> here we go and so here we go i mean mexico as if they weren't angry enough stabbing their tv sets they are oh dear we might see a war i don't know I don't know. Well, I was holding my breath. I was seeing if the they, were, they were marching on Elk City. <laughs> <laughs> better, better watch out, you know. I don't know. All right. So, so okay, are we ready to? Now, I, I'm going to okay. set this up with a question. Okay. So, as I'm watching and watching the game finish on Tuesday with the American men winning, all of a sudden you start seeing tweets of, way to go, U.S. women's national team. And I thought, <laughs> what? They're not even playing. <laughs> But apparently there was good reason for them to be celebrating. There's a lot of good reason for them to be celebrating. I believe $6 million of good reason. $6.5 million of good reason for them to be celebrating. So because of the collective bargaining agreement, the new one, Mm -hmm. that was put into place, 
the women's national team, from what I read, what 90% of what the U.S. Soccer Federation will take in from the World Cup will now be pooled and split between both the men and the women. Yep. Which equates to a little over three hundred and eighty grand a piece. Yes. Right this second, because the American men made it into the knockout round. Yeah. Isn't that communism? No, it's, it's equal pay. Equal How pay. How dare you? Under the dare collective you? bargaining agreement. <laughs> you like you are just a, described communism. Uh, for reference, <laughs> in the story I read, 2019, when the women took home the World Cup... They made like 110000 apiece for a bonus. When the women took home the World Cup in 2019, the prize for winning the entire World Cup was $4 million. For making it to the round of 16, the prize is $13 million. Interesting. Yeah. For the men. For the men. So Now, why is that? I don't know. It's almost like more people watch men's sports than women's sports. Is no. That- that can't be it. You don't think that's what it that's is? That's not what I've been preached to by Megan Rapino and the rest of them for all these years. I'm just going to enjoy my coffee. You guys, <laughs> you guys. Jared, just, you sissy. You guys go ahead. <laughs> you need, you're the one that said it was communism. You look like the Homer Simpson meme where he just backs, <laughs> just into, backs the into the bush. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, everybody said, so let's, let's, let's talk about this a little bit. Let's dive into men's and women's sports. Let's do it. So, 1997. What happened in 1997? Hmm. Uh, U.S. women, didn't they win it? That was 99. No, that was 99. That when she took the Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. What is it? The WNBA came into existence. The WNBA came into existence. And what did they say? A date that will live in infamy. I thought you were going to stay on the sidelines for that. I probably should. I live with three girls. I yeah. should probably tread very lightly. So, so in 1997, and what did they say? What did the what did the NBA? What was everybody saying when the WNBA came in? They were saying we're going to have to support this league for a few years, and, and after a, in a few right. years, it's going to take off. And what did the WNBA make last year? There's no way they made money. They lost $15 million. That's what I, was, I knew it was in the in the double-digit millions. Fifteen years after the league comes into existence, they lost $15 million. Has the league ever been profitable? The league has never been profitable. Okay. Uh, the w- it's actually the, 25 years. The, That's yeah, what makes it even me, worse. Excuse me, 25 oh, years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 25 Golly, years. They've had, that, seemed, that almost blew my mind that, that that league had been going that long. Guess what the so, – so have you seen Bill Burr's – comedy take on this oh yeah, yeah. yep <laughs> yep first of all kids don't go watch it and we can't play it for kids we <laughs> can't play it and we can't play it here okay but he had a good point we didn't let down the WNBA. the men didn't let down the WNBA. how many women do you think live in los angeles uh, i can only imagine four million four million guess what the los angeles sparks attend average attendance per game was last year four thousand uh they beat you five thousand six hundred okay in a they, they play in the same arena right so they that's like a twenty-two thousand seat arena yeah the in crypt, a very large market the, the crypto.com center gotta be incredible yeah <laughs> how's that working out don't get me started on crypto <laughs> <laughs> the the most in the entire league was the Seattle Storm. They averaged ten thousand per 
per game. Which, in their defense, is about what they were getting for the Sonics, and that's why we have the Thunder. That's true. There you go. How about this? How many viewers do you think watched the championship last year on CBS? The WNBA championship, how many viewers do you think watched it? 890,000. How about 379,000? Oh, my gosh, I overshot it three times. <laughs> now, here's another question. How many of those were bars where it was just on one of the 18 TVs in the bar? A majority. <laughs> so, as Bill Burr said, ladies, don't get mad at Aaron and I. Don't write the station. Don't say that you're going to boycott. Go watch your WNBA. That, and honestly, that's the point of all this, is that if it was supported to the level that the people that would write us a letter or call into the station want you to believe, we wouldn't be having this conversation. No, we would not. It wouldn't. Ha- it wouldn't have to. It wouldn't have to occur because the money would be <clears throat> generated from th- that sport. Hey, I think. I, I think. I saw a statistic, but the the women's softball is the third. Oh yeah. Third uh, name, image, likeness. Uh, the the people draw. get getting money yeah draw and name image likeness in college the women's softball's third and that is a perfect i mean that when you watch that event it's packed it is packed. the world series yeah the world series yeah. is packed now it certainly helps that oklahoma and oklahoma state are there but sure. even the other games there's probably more people in that. What, what does that thing hold? Ten or twelve thousand? Yeah, yeah. right now because they've made once, it so much once bigger. Expand, I can't remember. It feels yeah. like even for two teams that aren't Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, when you look, it's at least half full. That's more than watch the WNBA. Yeah, and see, that's the other thing that I like too. Everybody always points. Well, well did you see the when the women's 13, national 000, team sorry. when the thirteen thousand? Okay, there it, it's capacity there. Yeah, and I don't know if that so, counts. So when they more bring in people those show up for every single game. Of the World Series, College World Series, then they show, then showed up for the WNBA championship game. In, in Oklahoma City. <laughs> in Oklahoma City, not L.A. Yeah. <clears throat> That's very interesting. There you go. But I'm anxious to see this. More of the story, league. kids. If you continue to whine and whine and whine, turns out it pays off if you're a women's soccer player. I guess so. Pays off big. Yeah. Now here's my here, here's the big question. So let's say that which I I mean I certainly hope I, I hope that the men's national team is turning a, turning a corner. I really do. I feel it is. I feel like the sports turning a corner. Um, here's my question. Let's say it doesn't. Let's say they don't qualify for the next World Cup and the women win the next two in a row and they get to split that. They get to split their winnings for the next two in a row. How do you think they're going to feel about that? Yeah, does it work the other way? Yeah, does it, it does. Okay. As of right now, it does. Oh, you mean the the women having to split the money with the men? I got 20 bucks that says that if it goes, if the men miss the next one and the women win theirs, there's a new collective bargaining agreement the next year. What do you want to bet? I'm not betting that. I'm not betting that. (laughs) I'll bet you're right. That's what I'll bet. I'm not betting that. Um, Which is going to be here. Yes. Yeah. The next World Cup. In both the, in men's and women's. Yeah, men's and women's are? Yes. So, what, 2024 and then 2026? It's... The only reason they're both not going to be in Qatar is because Qatar won't let women play. Well, that's true. Which, I mean... <laughs> All I do. So let's go ahead and have the World Cup there. Ah. In this in this age of caring for human rights, let's have the World Cup somewhere where they don't even let women play. Yeah, I don't think they do. <laughs> I don't think they care. 
as it turns out. Uh, Man, if we really wanted to open a can of worms, we could say, so what do you think about LeBron? I didn't see Did you see this? No, I did not. So after the Lakers game, I guess this is Friday, so it would have been Wednesday night. Have you seen the picture from the what, 1957 yeah, of Little a, Rock, Arkansas? Yeah. Jerry Jones just happens, a 14-year-old Jerry Jones, mind you, is in the back of a picture where there's students trying to keep African-Americans out of school. That clear back then. So this picture surfaces. I mean, Jerry Jones is in the back. He's And he has that quizzical look on his face. Like, what's going yeah, on? What's going a child's on? look. It is. It, it really is. Not to defend Jerry or anything, but I'm saying it really is that, what's going on up there? Because he's about six deep or so behind yeah. the front line or what have you. It's like, there's so, a crowd. What's going on over here? So LeBron asks, he, he goes through his post-game spiel the other night, and as everybody's getting wrapped up, he said, well, you guys not going to ask me about Jerry Jones? Oh, my gosh. Listen, LeBron, nobody wants to hear from you. That's no. why you're not getting asked about it. No. And it's interesting that LeBron, who is the most insufferable athlete of our time. Agreed. He thinks he's like Ali, but he picks and chooses his battles. I don't to see him crying his... for human rights in China very much. That's the question. Would he, would he enter, if, if one of the reporters said, okay, what do you think about that, LeBron? And why don't any of the reporters ask that? Because they're all in the pocket of China. But would he entertain a question about China? Absolutely not. It's interesting. Would he entertain a question about, let's say... I think there's only one player in the NBA that would, and that's uh, Ennis, the guy from... Yeah. Ennis Canner. Yeah. Who now isn't in the NBA anymore because yeah. of what he did. There you go. Standing up for... Yeah, he's still... I mean, you can't tell me that he's not still better than the lower three guys on every single bench in the NBA. He's better than... All but, what, two of the Thunder? Maybe three? Maybe one? Yep. Freedom. He's changed his name. I saw that. Yeah. And it's Freedom Canner. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Hey. All right, Scotty, what about you? Uh, just, <clears throat> you know, doing some great things, getting ready for the end of the year. Uh, still got plenty of time to get ready for the end of the year this year. Uh, all, all of your uh, your well, most of your taxable accounts, uh, non-taxable accounts, uh, we can talk about those all the way till April 15th. So if you think, man, I messed up and I missed an entire another year, you didn't yet. See, that's something that people don't realize. So April 15th of 2023 is the deadline to file your 2022 taxes. We can still talk. And you could still be able to, to not backdate, but retroactively put those into your 2022 tax return Absolutely. for different uh, different write-offs. I know a lot of people wait on, wait for that date specifically yeah. for like IRAs. So you don't have to just go buy a new truck next year to get your tax write-off <laughs> for 22. There's other things you can do to actually plan for your future. See, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. All right, Scott Garrison, Garrison Financial. It's a Garrison Financial Friday. Uh, go see him. 124 North Main, Scott at SoonerWealth.com. We appreciate you stopping by. And uh, before you go, I, I, I believe, I believe, I believe that, I believe that, I believe that we, I believe that we, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. I wouldn't Look do at that, Jared over here. I wouldn't do that I'm for just, just anybody. I'm beaming with pride here that Jeez. that Aaron is actually. I wouldn't do that for just <laughs> Aaron's anybody. Aaron's gonna wake up and watch soccer tomorrow. Uh, now, actually, you? I'm gonna wake up and go man the door at the basketball games Ew. at 8:15. Oh, thank you, Scotty. All right, guys. I'm, I'm sure they'll turn a the TV on for you.
Uh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Garrison Financial, 124 North Main, Scott at SoonerWealth.com. Uh, let's see. What time is it? Oh, we've got time. High School Hoops. What's going on tonight before we talk about what happened last night? Do you have any idea? How you- uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, let me get to my source. I know Knut's at Merritt which I am highly anticipating for obvious reasons on my end, but I think uh, from a, if you don't have a dog in the fight, I think both games are going to be really good. Really good. That's over at Merritt. We have Buffalo traveling to Leedy. We have Navajo going to Hollis. This is all on Paragon TV, by the way. And Visai is at Hammond for homecoming tonight, and Arapaho is at Burns Flat. That's what's on the docket on ParagonTV.com. Get it on your Roku. Get it on your Fire Stick. Paragon TV. Last night, the Big Elks and the Elkettes opened their season up at Carl Albert at the festival. Elkettes played Ardmore. Um, Haley Bowie was awesome shooting the basketball. 6'3", 6 of 6 from the free throw line, 26. And she might have even had 28 because when I, I lost the internet for just a little, just a couple of minutes. Yeah, I know. I, I got lost, a call. I lost track of what was going on. Who, who called you? We'll talk about it later. Oh, dear. Anyhow, uh, it happens, kids. I was trying to make that apparent. Like, listen, simmer down. It's just, it, and I remember this happening there during the state tournament last year. It's almost like a timing. Yeah, like there's some sort of some, of some sort of firewall or something. Or yeah, something. yeah. And, it, and it lasts because I, I was thinking, man, what happened? It was it was perfect the whole time. But I remember that happened last year uh, during that six A state tournament uh-huh. that we were doing the the production for. And it, it lasted for a couple of minutes, and then boom, there it went. It was back. It, it, it was back to you know let everything through. But anyhow, uh, it was just a, a small blip. Uh, so she might have actually scored a bucket during that part of the game too. But anyway, Haley was great. Um, led the team in scoring with, with like I said, twenty six is what I had her down for. Elk City is a team ten threes on the girls' side. Uh, lots of pressure. Lots of. Uh, um, I think as they get more into the season and as they get more accustomed to everything going on, you know, there was times where it was like a steal, but then they, not panicked, but trying to make a play up the floor mm-hmm. and just kind of threw it back away. Trying to get behind the Almost too fast. Yeah, like, oh, I got the ball. Hey, look, right. uh, you're not looking. Darn, it almost hit you in the back of the head, and now the other team's got it. Yeah. You know, as everyone gets more accustomed to playing. Oh, no. Yeah, it, it'll ball's be. ball's loose. Look for it. Yeah, it's here it comes. your way, yeah. And so, but still 61 points. Um, hey, without, man, you, you shoot that many threes, you're going to beat a lot of teams. Well, without looking back, I, I I'm going to guess 61 might have been a season high from a year ago uh, in game one. So that's a, there's a lot of encouraging signs. On the boys' side, man, you've got you've got a team that has some football players that are just now getting back in the gym versus a team that doesn't have to have football players because they've got more guys, right? And 5A school. Carl Albert is a semifinal team from a year ago in, in Class 5A boys, and they're good. Uh, they are very, very good, and – it's just uh, too much for the Elks right now, uh, no doubt about it. And here's, you know, it's kind of interesting because you look at the schedule and, you know, if I'm Coach Stevens, I'm going, man, we need to change some of these games around because you start out with Carl Albert, now you got Weatherford on Saturday that's going to be an absolute bear with what they've got uh, over there uh, for the Eagles. Then Joe, then uh, Clinton, you know, that's a game that, you know, Clinton lost a bunch off that squad last year with the two Crumley twins, with Powell. So that's a game that maybe you kind of look at being winnable. Then Jones uh, Jones and Elk City played a great game last year. Uh, and then you get to 4A defending state champion Kingfisher Yellow Jackets. So, I mean, it's a, it's a brutal start 
for for the big elks the elkettes maybe not quite as bad uh, especially with the being able to to play last night instead of carl albert who just put a beat down on lawton i think it was like 70 to 9 or something at the end of that one so instead of having to play them they got to play uh, ardmore a team that struggled and the elks the elkettes took advantage of it and played pretty well i mean that's i think the encouraging signs for for the girls was they didn't play great and they still won the game by 17 over a 5a school yeah and then on the boys' side, it was just a buzzsaw, man. There, there was just – Carl Albert jumped out, like, 11 nothing, and Yeah, there's, there was, no, there's no shame losing that Yeah, it was team, Katie right? barred the door from there. That but is, uh, That's a good team. There's, you, you know, you see different guys. Um, there's, same, there, there's guys that, are, that have been there, and then there's some guys that it's, – it's going to be interesting to see how they develop. Um, I thought Bryce Mouse, once he got in the game after the first half settled in and he did some good things down low from a rebounding defense perspective uh and and that's the things that the elks they're just not very big you know and then mm-hmm. in in 4a when, when when you you're gonna see six five six six maybe not every night but you're gonna see four of them on saturday so you know it it, it makes the game so much more difficult and you just have to you have to win so many different ways and, and play quite frankly, play harder than the other guy on every play <clears throat> when the Elks are at such a size disadvantage. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I, I think that the Elks are going to be a team that is better at the end than they than they will show right now from, from guys getting back in from the football field and from the, the schedule. It's just brutal to start. Um, so games, th- uh, JV 1 o'clock, varsity 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon over in Weatherford at the Eagles Nest. Did you see... You want to talk about – I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. Okay. I want to talk a little about the 3A state title game last night before we get into the NFL and the uh, the college football conference championship weekend. Okay. What a crazy game. Our man Swicky was on the call. I got to hear him about the whole fourth quarter after the basketball was over. Awesome. And I was also – I'm fortunate to be here, Jared, and I'll tell you why next. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker, dealer, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's Garrison Financial Friday. Scott Garrison joins us each and every Friday, as he did this morning. You know, he could do it all. Full financial planning, shop the open market to bring the best value on life insurance and investments. Manage your investments or charge hourly to build a plan for you to manage. So if you like to, to dabble but you're not exactly sure how to get started, he can build that plan and then you can manage it uh, from there. Scott at SoonerWealth.com is 
his email address, or you can visit him 124 North Main Street right here in Elk City. So last night, 3A state title game on the football field at UCO. So I get in the, I get back in the vehicle, flip it around, and I hear Swicky's voice. Yeah. And I had seen that he had posted that he was going to be on the call. Um, and so I was kind of listening for it, and then there it was. I couldn't remember what the station was when I saw that on Facebook, but I found it. It was basically the entire fourth quarter, and, and they start reading off some stats. They said something about the, the running back River something from Heritage Hall. I can't remember his last name. Had He had five touchdown runs. The quarterback, Kirk Francis from Metro Christian, had thrown for over 600 yards, and I'm thinking – why are they giving season stats? Are they like these playoff stats? Yeah. Or what's, what is this? And then I realize the score at the moment at that moment was seventy-two to forty-nine. I was oh like, God. "What? Oh, they're talking about this game? Wow!" <laughs> Ends up seventy-two fifty-six. Final Heritage Hall defeated previously undefeated uh, Metro Christian, which I believe was your pick. It was to win three A. It was my pick. I'm looking to see if that was a state championship game record. Oh, it has to broken. 626 and five touchdowns. How about this? They had four receivers go over 100 yards. <clears throat> wow. Four separate receivers caught for over 100 yards. Francis threw for 626 and five touchdowns, and they lost by 16. It's the highest scoring state title game in 11 man at least of all time. So you're telling me the uh, OU Texas Tech 2016 game broke out in the 3A state championship game. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's crazy. How deflating is that for a, a quarterback to lose a game like that but have that much productivity? Okay. Listen, I didn't know if I was going to say this or not. Just I'm not I'm not being mean to anybody. Eh, that, people that, will think it's mean, but go ahead. I'm not being mean. But here's the truth. Last night, last night, in the state title game, Kirk Francis had Austin's season. Kirk Francis, had- the quarterback for Metro Christian, yeah, had Austin Jones's season. Oh, and lost that. Yo, as far as yeah, stat, stat wise, yeah, okay. He basically had what Austin had for the whole year throwing the football and lost. Yeah. Man. How nuts is that? That is crazy. Nuts. I mean, his arm's probably throbbing. He's feeling good until he looks at the scoreboard. He threw it 62 times. 37 of 62. Man. That. Yeah, here it's it's by far the most ever scored in eleven man um, state title game. Four touchdowns higher than the Nick the next closest, which was back in twenty sixteen, six A final Union beat Norman North a hundred fifty seven to forty three. So they scored a hundred total points last night one twenty eight. Uh, Union and Jinx in ninety seven played a fifty to forty seven final. I, I'm sorry, in twenty ten played a fifty to forty seven final. And then in 2015, Stratford beat Cash in 67-28. Those are the top four in 11-man of all time in state title games. Fun stuff. What time did that game end? 
Oh my gosh, uh, ten thirty. Oh wow, something like that. Ten fifteen, ten thirty. I was I'm trying to remember. I was on the road. I was almost. I was almost to like Yukon, from Midwest City, from Carl Albert High School. As I jumped in, I started flipping it around. I found it as I was pulling out of the parking lot. I drove all the way across Oklahoma City listening to it. <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. Well, congratulations to Heritage Hall again. Yeah, you're going the text line. Think about the chain gang. <laughs> Man, if it was the group we had at Putnam City. Oh, dear. They gave up. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel would have Daniel would had one of the – he'd have the chains in his hand. <laughs> All right, uh, NFL last night. Josh Allen and the and the Bills defeated the Pats by a score twenty four to ten. Uh, of course, driving home, I get to hear a bunch of the different takes on that. It's the first time in Bill Belichick's career that he's lost three straight games to the same opponent by double digits, as they've now done that to the Bills. Buffalo's interesting because I think both of us assume they're they're one of the better teams in the league, right? But they they really have struggled, especially offensively, since that just roaring start. I, I think the they're getting tons of credit as they should, but they're getting tons of credit for that win at Arrowhead, and it's kind of glossing over the fact that they haven't really been all that great since that day at Kansas City, but they've continued to win. They're nine and three. Um, right up atop the AFC East with alongside Miami, who has a tough one at San, at San Francisco this week. So, what do you make of the Bills? Are they are they the team we think they are, and they're just going through kind of mid season lull before they kick it back into gear, or are we giving them a little bit too much credit for what we think they ought to be versus what they really are? I think, I mean, they're still contenders. Clearly, I I worry about the. Uh, you know the the NFL season's a long, long season, and you know they came out roaring to start the year, and that's hard to to maintain in a season that that is in a season that's this long, in a brute that's this uh, or a sport that's this brutal. You know, you see, what I'm saying. So I can see where there would be a lull. Maybe they're like, okay, we can beat the Pats, we can, you know, and then when they turn it on for for bigger games, but. Um, I'd still have concerns about Josh. I mean, Josh Allen's a great quarterback. I'm not trying to – but the way he plays, the way he's just, you know, diving head first for the sticks, and, and you know, that that make, that scares me, and I wonder how much his body can take. He's a young guy now, but three, four seasons down the road, can he can – you know, he's going to have to change that, or he, he's not going to last very long. Um so I don't know. I th- I think they're kind of on cruise control. I, again, I think they are contenders still. And I'm just, you know, let's see what happens when they go up against a team like a Kansas City or, you know, their first round opponent in the playoffs, whoever that may be. And let's see, do they flip that switch? But you know, so, and we've seen that. You see that in all sports where someone plays down to their competition, but still can win because they know, you know, we don't really have to go a hundred. 10%. Let's go about 80. We'll be all right. But the Josh Allen thing kind of worries me. Does it worry you? I mean, maybe not this season, but... I'm not sure his elbow isn't hurt right now. Yeah. That's true. 
I always forget about that. I'm not sure. You know, there, there was. I just kind of put it in the was back. Was that like week four or five? And then or I wonder one? about Von Miller's absence, too. Well, I, I heard Sean McDermott last night after the game um, talking about Von Miller and how they wanted to be. They put him on IR, so that's a guaranteed four games that he's going to miss. I think that they were. Unless he was being coy, I think that was to protect and be smart about that injury. I think it's one of those that they might have been able to, if if they needed him, he might be able to play before the four weeks. But because of where they sit division-wise uh, in the playoff chase, and maybe even, quite frankly, with what they've got coming up on the schedule, they felt comfortable enough to take that easy and be smart. You kind of kept using the, let's be smart about it. Mm-hmm. And so that, that I think that's where that's at. Um would you would you like to have him for a regular season game that maybe you lost? Sure. Is that more important than having him for play? Then is that more important than having him for the playoffs? No. So I think that's kind of where that's at, as far as Von Miller goes. When you look at what they've got left, they they host Jets Dolphins within the division the next two weeks. Then they go to the Bears. Then man, the second January second. That's a Monday night. At the Bengals. That could be fun. It could be kind of one of those previews yeah. of a divisional playoff game or even further down the line but with the possibility there. So I, I think it remains to be seen. But I, the Bills were so strong early that it's hard for me to believe that this isn't anything more than just a few nicks and bruises and injuries. Maybe Josh Allen isn't 100%, which that doesn't bode well for later on, unless he can get there. But just kind of one of those in the middle of the season. It's a grueling schedule, like you said. I think the Bills are fine. I'm not. I'm not panicking whatsoever about where the Buffalo Bills are. I mentioned the Bengals. Man, I can't wait for that game uh, Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon. Bengals hosting Chiefs. Rematch of the AFC title game in which the Chiefs came uh, blew a big lead. I mean, it was one of those at halftime. It, I had written that one off. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes doesn't lose double-digit leads at halftime of the AFC title game to some guy named Joe. I mean, come on. Turns out he did. You know, they played a heck of a regular season game last year at Cincinnati mm-hmm. where, and I think uh, Chase is going to be back this week. I think Mixon's going to be back this week. Both of those guys for the, the Bengals, which will certainly help. But, man, Jamar Chase was just running up and down the field against against the Chiefs. And that game was similar to the AFC title game in which the Chiefs jumped out fast and then all of a sudden here came the Bengals. So that's a you know, that's an interesting one. Um not only for this game, but also looking forward to maybe the way the playoffs and the seeding matches up. It's gotta you, you, you gotta if you're if you're thinking about teams that maybe the Chiefs don't want to see, say in that the in their first game, if they're the one seed after the bye. I would imagine the Bengals and the Bills, these two teams we're talking about, would be right at the top of that list. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm, I Again, I keep going back to the Bengals or going back to the Bengals thinking they are kind of looking like the Bengals of last year. Right? Just kind of hanging around there, getting the playoffs, and let's see what happens. Are they a team that flips a switch when the playoffs hit? You know, they're interesting because they've had some injuries, but – I always think back to the Packers in 2010. 
a team that struggled around throughout the season because they had guys hurt, but they got them back toward the very end of the regular season. They squeak into the playoffs, and then they're fresh. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, and they're and they're the team that everybody thought they were going to be. It just took forever to get that team together. And what do they do? As the as the last team in the sixth seed back then as a wild card, they blow through everybody and win the and win the Super Bowl. And Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers only Super Bowl win. But they they kind of they held the course until they could get everybody back. And maybe that's what the Bengals are going to be able to do. Started slow, picked it up, got some guys hurt. Now some of those guys are kind of trickling back into the lineup here with five games left in the regular season or maybe six, I guess. Yeah, the Bengals proved they could do it last year. Mm -hmm. No doubt about that. Man, there's a bunch of good games. It seems like the last couple of weeks in the NFL there haven't been that many great great games. It's been like one or two to focus on. This week there's tons of them. Um, Jets, Minnesota. Could be good now that Jets are playing the right quarterback. Mike White. He looked pretty good last week. He did. I remember using Mike White in fantasy last year when somebody got hurt. In one game, it was great, and I looked like a genius. And the next game, he threw for about 18 yards Yeah, and fumbled and threw picks. We'll see. Minnesota, if there's a team that might be set up to kind of – I think it may be the Vikings. Yep. We'll see, though. They, they can right the ship here. Then the thing is their schedule is pretty favorable. Jets, then they go to the Lions, Colts, Giants, eh. and then they end up with Packers and Bears on the road. I do say this, though. If you're an NFC team that's going to be a wild card, Dallas Cowboys, for instance, when you look at the teams that you might have to play, if Philly's the one seed, and then your choices are Minnesota, Tampa Bay, or San Francisco, It's an interesting choice. We talked about it Monday. Mm-hmm. You don't want any part of Tom Brady. It just because gives it's Tom me Brady. pause. I wouldn't say I wouldn't want any. It just gives me, because it's Tom Brady, playoffs, home game. It just gives me pause. But on the other side, you know Dak and, and Dallas are thinking, we'd love to avenge that week one loss. Yeah, Pro- Prove to everybody that was an anomaly. Any of those East teams. Uh, if I'd have told you at the first of the season – They'll be flying into week 13, and one of the best games of the week would be Commanders at Giants. Yeah, right. Throw me in a padded cell, but it is. By the way, that game, worth mentioning, you know, they're doing the cleat thing with the – the Yeah, Tress. The Tress Way is uh, going to wear Rob's Ranch cleats. Seen, you know, you've probably seen it on Facebook circulating around. It looks really cool. Then they're going to auction them off to raise money for, for Rob's Ranch. Of course, Rob's Ranch over in Sayre. That's pretty neat. Oh, very cool. Pretty cool. Titans, Philly. It's a good one. Yeah. A couple of division leaders. Uh, Let's see. I mentioned Miami, San Francisco. A game that absolutely means nothing, but people are going to watch it. Browns and Texans. Browns and Texans. Yeah, I knew knew that was coming. (laughs) Gambling-wise, Monday Nighter. Is uh, Bucks Saints? The Saints have kind of had Tom Brady's number. I think they're four and one against them in the regular season since Brady's become a Buck. Yep. 
So, yeah, there's a bunch of good ones this week. So the over-under on that one, 40 and a half. I feel like the under should be taken. Cowboys Indy feels like a dud oh. on Sunday night. Feels like one of those games you look back and go, how the world did they lose to Indianapolis? And if they'd have beat Indianapolis, they could have avoided the Niners. It's the biggest spread this week at 10 and a half. Are we sure Dallas's defense can hold up against Jonathan Taylor? If they can, they're going to have a heyday. Yeah. If they can force the Colts to pass it. No doubt. All right, we'll be back. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member of FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. Welcome back. <clears throat> Whoa. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Garrison Financial Friday. Scott was in here earlier. Stirring up trouble. Let's just be honest. And I was right there with him. <laughs> I was right there with him. Yeah, I, you, you two did, yes. <clears throat> you two. You guys. I was there helping him stir up trouble. Wasn't too bad. We did get a message that I wouldn't walk across the street to see LeBron James. <laughs> I agree. I'm the same way. Some people might walk across the street, but for more volatile reasons. If he was going to be at the Pioneer Center tonight playing basketball and you didn't have a game, would you go watch him? Uh, no. no. Well, I'd probably be forced to because I'd have to go cover it for news. <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm probably in that same boat. But I, I could – I don't know. I don't want to give my attention. Maybe you would ask those questions that we'd want you to ask. Well, the, you know, they don't ask those questions because then their press passes would get revoked. They won't be allowed into the press conferences anymore. They, too, will be blackballed, just like Freedom Cantor. Where is Where are Mike Stout and Justin Ettinger when you need exactly. them? Exactly. They'd ask those questions. Voices of reason. Yep. Yep. Wasn't it our man, speaking of Rob's rants, didn't our man Jeremy Gray kind of get the pop treatment one time? Uh, or was that Ediger? I don't know. I know uh, Jeremy asked a question to Steph one time. I can't I, remember. I can't remember it might have been Ediger that got the pop, that got popped, as it were. <laughs> we need to get Justin in here and find out. A lot of times he's listening, and he'll just text right on. Yeah, over. he will. Yeah, he will. <laughs> I, I, it, I think it might have been Justin. College football championship game weekend. You know what else that means, Jaron? Uh, basically, you got tickets to punch the playoffs, but no, what else does it mean? It means the Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em Contest will oh. come to an end. I guess I better look at that. 
Oh, here we go. Who's winning? Can we say the name? Uh-oh, it's that one? No, I don't know. I haven't looked yet. I haven't looked either. Sooner fan won. Gabe claims he knows who that is. He won't tell us, though. 76 and 53. High times Kai's picks. And that name we can't say. A game back. Coach Christian's a couple games back. I mean, TJ is four back. And then I think these guys, Coach Maynard, at 70. He missed a week. 70 and 48, and he missed a week. It's sixth. My favorite name in the game, Joe Buck yourself. That's that's awesome. Whoever that is, kudos. Kudos to you. Justin Jefferson, Jared Broadbent. These guys are too far back. I think you're probably, maybe Coach Christian, Coach Dustin, maybe TJ, if they were perfect. And the guys at the top, or the gals at the top, I guess we shouldn't assume it's guys. Maybe they could uh, overcome that lead. But, once again, 80 people. 79 this year. It was 81 last year. Playing along all year long. Unfortunately, oh, no, I'm back on the first page. Thankfully, after my zero a couple weeks ago. Are you back on the first page? No. Three games no. above 500. I'm nowhere near. Defending champion Andy Peffer. Three above 500. Not going to be a repeat for Andrew. So we're going to have a new winner, and we'll know who that is on Monday. Western Oklahoma Realty College Pick'em Contest. Thank you to Tyler Harrison, Robbie Allen, and all the gang at Western Oklahoma Realty. People before property is their motto. We'll have a bowl mania as well. Yeah, that's always fun. Remember who won the bowl mania last year? Was it you? It was. It was you. I almost beat the whole country. I think I was like ninth in the whole country. Yeah, you were up there. I was way up there. I think I won like the last 14 in a row. I have a formula for that, the bowls that's different than the regular games. You want to tell us what it is? <clears throat> Absolutely not. <laughs> a little hint? Pay attention. That's what I'll say. Well, pay attention. Pay attention to the portal. Pay attention yeah. to who's not playing, Who wants to be who there. Who wants to play, who doesn't yeah. want to play. That's a big part of it. Yeah. Like last year, I think a whole bunch of y'all picked LSU to beat Kansas State, and LSU had like 40 guys that didn't play horrible pick pay attention and i even tried to tell people that day if you have lsu you're wrong and a bunch of people didn't listen what about this weekend tonight <clears throat> tonight let me throw this by you ham and i were talking about this at halftime of the uh, of the boys game last night coach sean ham you what you believe tcu makes it in would they win or they lose and USC loses? That's what I believe. I, because they played for a conference title. I remember if we're checking boxes here. They played for a conference title and they uh, only have one loss. They've beaten everybody on their schedule. Right. How ironic is it? How, how ironic is it this, Jared? In 2014, the first year of the playoff. The reason TCU or Baylor, but TCU, since they're playing, 
The reason they were left out, supposedly, and Ohio State was let in was because TCU didn't play a conference championship game. Fast forward eight years to 2022, and now the reason TCU could be left out is they played a conference championship game and Ohio State didn't. Isn't that ironic? That is, Isn't it ironic well, it's those teams kind of yeah, still here? Yeah. So, but but back to the point I was going to, the question I'm going to ask. If So, if USC loses tonight, is the playoff set? I will say yes. At that point, Georgia, Michigan, TCU are in no matter what. Yeah. Because you're going to start talking about who are the best one-loss teams. And And there's only going to be two. And when you get down to brass tacks, it's, okay, this one-loss team played for a conference title versus this one-loss team didn't, et cetera. Well, there will only be two one-loss teams. Right. Oh, and and they'll be in. That would be? Unless. Unless. Calling for upsets? No. Just throwing out more scenarios? Unless Nick Saban whips his trunk out and starts blaring all over game day and all the rest of it. I'm telling you. I've not figured out where they're at tomorrow, but I'm going to guess they probably are in Arlington if if Herb Street's calling that game. That would be my guess. It seems like it would be the most competitive game out of all the conference title games, don't you think? Well, it's certainly the best game. At least for Saturday. It's the only Tonight conf- might be okay. But- it's the only conference title game with two top ten teams. Yeah. How interesting is this? You can make the case that the two conferences – along with the ACC a lot of times, that get the shaft, have produced the best two games. Yeah. The Big 12 and the uh, Pac-12. Now, a big part of that is because LSU spit the bit last week at A&M. So what happens tonight? I think USC rolls. Do you really? Yeah. That's just Cam Rising is a little bit hurt. That doesn't make you feel great. No. Nah. It took a special night in Utah to win that game. I mean, they it was They're still, in Arlington. Huh? They're in they Arlington. They are in Arlington. Yeah. Okay, I assumed as much. But uh, Williams is playing good. Heart, you know, they got some motivation. I'm a big motivation guy. I think they go in and roll it, roll up the Utes. Nobody really rolls up the Utes. Not really. That's a good – point they don't they're not but i if i didn't even know about the cameron rising injury potential injury not great i mean he's playing but he's not going to be no a big part of the reason they won the first game is because he he can run he was mobile yeah how about this though if you look at espn's and analytics and their predictor yeah it gives utah a 61.2 percent chance of winning this game usc 38.8 why if anything it should be 50 50 well they've already beat them once well, I get that. Computers. USC's a three-point favorite, a uh, two-and-a-half-point favorite. Just the way this season has gone. 
So I'm just going to keep going with it. I, th I think uh, USC fights on and wins. What about TCU? Yeah, uh, I was really impressed how they played last week. Uh, not only against a good defense in Iowa State, but in the rainy weather conditions in Fort Worthless. So I uh, I think they were they didn't want another close game. They came out on fire, and they are extra motivated back in the Big 12 championship game. And, and again, to kind of redeem what happened years ago, redemption, I think they'll be fine. I'm interested to see Kansas State, how much Adrian Martinez is used and how much it's just Will Howard. Right. You know, Quentin Johnston hasn't been 100% for a while now. He's a difference maker on the outside. Kendra Miller, how's he? I feel like these guys are going to give it a go, but how healthy can they be? We saw a week ago Blake Corum give it a, give it a go for Michigan, couldn't go. Two carries, he was out. As a matter of fact, he's out for the season going to have a surgery. But uh, De Mercado has picked up the slack at the running back spot when, when, with Miller out last week, uh, and especially the week before against Baylor with some clutch plays down there at the end. And, man, Max Duggan, he's not going to win the Heisman, but he should be in New York. And think of this, he wasn't even the opening day starter. Yeah. So one could say, gosh, how good they, how good would they be with Chandler Morris? I have a hard time believing they're here though. With uh with, with Morris with instead Morris. of Duggan. I think this is gonna be a whale of a game. And it's gonna be heart stopper. I have no idea who's gonna win. You know who I do too. A purple team. <laughs> Team in purple, I have a bad feeling for TCU. I have a bad feeling. Does it have that – where was the – wait, was it the 98 Big 12 championship game? Who was it that was upset? Kansas State. Yeah. By Texas A&M. By Texas A&M. Texas A&M's only it conference title. It looked like title. Kansas State was they were on under, They were the way. best team. Yeah. Michael Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. One of their all-time greatest teams ever. No doubt. It has that kind of weird feeling like everyone's thinking TCU and then here comes this Kansas State team. Somehow, someway, the Purple Wizard will have his hand in this. <laughs> at yeah. At 137 years old. Listen, I wouldn't be shocked if Kansas State wins. But, um. Well, think of this. Kansas I just, State. I just keep thinking. Of, I mean, TC, I maybe am recency biased, but last week, just seeing what I saw out of TCU really impressed me. Kansas State in Fort Worth earlier this season led 28-10 before all their quarterbacks got hurt. Oh, oh, against TCU. Against TCU. I, Down in Fort Worth. They had a 28-10 lead in the first half, and then all their quarterbacks got hurt, and yep. TCU came back and won 38-28. Yep. Well, TCU's made a reputation of themselves for hurting quarterbacks on their way to this big game. Maybe they'll do it again. Yeah, right. About midway through the second quarter is 28-10. And that just shows you, you know, they've come back. They came back against OSU. They came back against Kansas State, like you just said. Baylor. Baylor. They're not scared of giving up leads. And having but to come eventually – Eventually, that catches up with you. Will it catch up with you? Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't want to talk about yards. 
They don't want to talk about yards gained and all that. But last week, they TCU beat Iowa State 62-14. to And so you'd think the stat sheet would have this a massive advantage, right? TCU only outgained Iowa State by 47 yards. They almost beat them by more points. Well, they did. They beat them by one more point than they outgained them. <laughs> That's an anomaly. That folks. is. That's a weird thing. Of course, three turnovers helped, but I just have a bad feeling about it, the Horn Frogs. And and especially if USC wins tonight, because they are I, the more I think about this, the the matter it makes me because they should not be left out. They should be in. Because the Big Twelve has been just as good as the Big Ten all season long. So what's the difference? The undefeated Going into the conference champion of the SEC, guaranteed in. The undefeated going into the conference championship game from the Big Ten, guaranteed in. Why isn't the Big 12 in the same boat? Because it could, the point could be made, and I will make it, TCU had a harder path to get there. Because first off, they had to play everybody in their conference. True. They played everybody. And so they have already, without playing tomorrow, they've already beaten everybody on their schedule. And we'll have beaten a team that, if they get beat, we'll have already beaten that team too. That is true. But I think we both know what's going to happen if USC wins and TCU loses. Ohio State. I'm afraid that's right. Yeah. I'm afraid. That goes right. back to the brand. Hopefully not, though. Hopefully TCU has proven enough. And, you know, when you look at strength of schedule, there's – vastly superior strength of record they're number one in the nation even above mighty georgia it's gonna be fun this can all be alleviated kyle whittingham if you just win tonight we won't have to worry about this (laughs) at all everybody have a great weekend you've been listening to the skinny on sports podcast with aaron cow be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available thanks for listening that ball is blistered